Hey everybody, welcome to Born on This Day. Today is February the 14th, Valentine's Ooh. Day. And I'm here with my Valentine, Mr. Marco Timpano. And I'm here with mine, Amanda Barker. What do you know? Happy Valentine's Day, Marco. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Of course, Valentine's, we celebrate love, lovers, uh, all based on um, the Saint Valentine. That's why some people say Happy Saint Valentine's Day. I didn't know people said that. They used to. Really? Yeah, they used to. In fact, in old cards, like mm -hmm. Valentine's Day card, it would say Happy St. Valentine's Day. Like It's kind of like St. Patrick's Day. You know, some people will call it Happy... It's always called St. Patrick's Day. Valentine's Day was right. like that. I see. Understood. Yeah. Well, you know, um, reach out to your single friends today, too. Um, share and spread the love. Yes, Whatever indeed. that looks yeah. like and feels like for you. For sure. Amanda, people who are born on Valentine's Day are said to be, of course, charming, intelligent, and warm-hearted people. Uh, of course, they are also shrewd observers of the human foibles. They think quickly and analytically, tending to express themselves succinctly in great one-liners. <laughs> the incisive wit of these people can work both for and against them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's uh, probably true. I love our first our first celebrant today. Freddie Highmore won over audiences and critics with his sensitive portrayal of the emotionally overwhelmed boy who inspires J.M. Barry to write Peter Pan in the film Finding Neverland. Then a year later, reunited with Johnny Depp in Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He starred in the Naomi Sheridan musical August Rush and provided voices in The Golden Compass and Astro Boy. And then, what most of us know him for, he took on the role of young Norman Bates on the show Bates Motel. But what you and I know him for yes. is uh, for his role on The Good Doctor, which he was nominated for, a Golden Globe. Uh, and he was born on the day in London, England in 1992. It should be said The Good Doctor is based on a Korean uh, television series called The Good Doctor. Called The yep. Good Doctor. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he does it. He does a great job uh, with that show, um, both as an actor and as a producer. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I'll leave that there. And it's filmed in Canada, so we should be on it. So We absolutely should be Freddy, on it, although on. it's not filmed in this part of Canada, no. but still. Uh, Simon Pegg moved to London after completing his drama degree at the University of Bristol and worked as a stand-up before success took him to British television on Asylum and We Know Where You Live. He first worked with Edgar Wright on the film Spaced before they became a worldwide phenomenon with their zombie romantic comedy, Shaun of the Dead, in 2004. Do you remember that, Amanda? Mm -hmm. That's so great. One yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. It was huge. It was a huge hit that brought them to their next film, Hot Fuzz, also very funny, and got Peg cast in the films Mission Impossible 3 and as Scotty on the Star Trek reboot, which he was great in. Mm -hmm. He wrote and starred in the comedy Run, Fat Boy, Run, and more recently he was on Truth Seekers and The Boys and in Spielberg's Ready Player One. He was born on this day in Gloucester, England in 1970. Uh, yeah, we watched Truth Seekers for a hot second. Yeah. I, I want to see... Did we see Run, Fat Boy, Run? Maybe. I can't remember I that know. one. Anyways. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm having some tech issues today. Najwa Nimri is a Spanish actress best known for her roles in Sex and Lucia, Lovers of the Arctic Circle, and as that role that Cameron Diaz later played in the in Vanilla Sky, but she was the one in the original Spanish version. Right. 
Open Your Eyes, it was called. Uh, I'd love to see the two versions back to back. She has been nominated for five Goya Awards for both acting and musical composition. She's currently on the Netflix series Money Heist. Uh, People love it. She was born on this day in Pamplona, Spain in 1972. Enrico Colantoni attended Yale University's drama school and graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts before making his debut in the late 80s episodes of television, then landed a main cast role on the short-lived sitcom Hope and Gloria. He appeared in the films Galaxy Quest, Full Frontal, and Stigmata, played Elia Kazan in the James Dean biopic with James Franco before having success for seven seasons on the sitcom Just Shoot Me. He later appeared on the series Flashpoint. P.S. I was on an episode two dealing cards in case anybody is... uh, Uh, in tune with that series Mm -hmm. and more recently was on person of interest and american gothic veronica mars and westworld he was born on this day in toronto in 1963 i auditioned for american gothic and it was between me and another actress and uh she was fantastic and also on the wire so you know what right but she's not authentically from boston which i am so I had the edge on that, but apparently not on the roll. Thelma Ritter is one of the most beloved character actresses in classic film history, best known for her no-nonsense style and unmistakable Brooklyn accent. She also graduated from ADA, working in radio, before her one uncredited scene as a weary shopper in Miracle on 34th Street ignited her film career. Uh, Interesting. But is she the one who's like... Macy's. Is she that one? Because I played that role in uh, in a in a stage version. Yeah, I think it is her. Um, you mean to tell me Macy's? It's like anyway. Uh, that's all I really remember. But uh, I enjoyed that role. Anyway, she first received her. But if she was uncredited, I don't know. She received her first Oscar nomination for All About Eve, had a rare lead role in The Marriage and the Model Broker, and earned five more Oscar nominations for Best Supporting Actress, placing her currently in third place for the most nominated non-winning actor at the Academy Awards. Other notable roles include Rear Window, Pickup on South Street, The Misfits, Pillow Talk, and The Birdman of Alcatraz. She made her last film in 1968, and then she died a year later of cancer. It's the age of 69. She was born on this day in Brooklyn in 1902. Meg Tilly was pursuing a career in ballet when her career was interrupted by a back injury that saw her pursue acting instead. Through uh, her film debut, the musical Fame. I didn't know she was on Fame. Mm. Or or was that just the, the, the play? Uh, which touched on her ballet training. No, so, I think no. she was in it. She oh, she was? Okay, that, well, yeah. she followed it with roles in Psycho 2, Texas, The Big Chill, and earned an Oscar nomination for her performance in Agnes of God. It's actually Tex, just so you know. What did I call it? Texas. Oh, sorry, Tex. Just so you um, know. Agnes of God is such a great film. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. In Valmont, she and her ex-partner Colin Firth with whom she has a son. I, I had no this. idea of that. Interesting. And in 1992, co-starred with Christine Lottie in the drama Leaving Normal. She gave up acting after the 1994 drama Sleep With Me, focusing on writing and published six novels. Her 2007 book Porcupine, a finalist for the Sheila A. Egoff Children's Literary Prize. Wow. She returned to acting in 2012 when she was cast as Lorna on the Canadian war drama Bomb Girls. She is the younger sister of Oscar-nominated actress Jennifer Tilly. Mm -hmm. She was raised in 
Tex uh, Texada Island in British Columbia, but was born on this day in Long Beach, California in 1960. I always get the Tillys mixed up. They're so both great. I was thinking Jennifer Tilly probably this whole time. Meg Tilly, I think... Um, Doesn't have the high voice? Or do she they has both? a bit of a high voice too. Yeah. But, well, not, but not squeaky high like oh, Jennifer. Oh, I see. She's, she's great. She's really great. Well, Matt Barr is a hunky Texan who came to be known to viewers with his performance as Derek on One Tree Hill before appearing in the films The House Bunny and Parkland. Since then, he's appeared on the shows Sleepy Hollow, Valor, and the miniseries Hatfields and McCoys. And to... 2017, he starred in the film The Layover and was recently on Blood and Treasure, and he was born on this day in Texas in 1984. Okay, well, still in Valentine's Day birthdays, Sakina Jaffrey became, uh, began her career with a film debut in the Merchant Ivory film A Perfect Murder, which starred her mother, actress, and cooking show star Madur Jaffrey. Mm. Sakina went on to appear in The Truth About Charlie, The Guru, Raising Helen, and the remake of The Manchurian Candidate, then landed recurring roles on Third Watch and Sleepy Hollow, later was on The Mindy Project and Mr. Robot. She's probably best known for her role as Linda Vasquez on the Netflix series House of Cards, after which she appeared on American Gods, Timeless, Lost in Space, and last year was on the Apple series Defending Jacob. She was born on this day in Manhattan in 1962. I'm just looking at the next couple of people coming up. Well, first off, um, Zach Galligan, I often wonder what happened to him. He will be forever known and loved as the star of the 1984 surprise hit Gremlins, which he followed with a sequel six years later, while also appearing in the Lawrenceville stories, Rising Storm and Zandali. Notable roles since then include Caroline at Midnight, Star Trek Voyager, and Waxwork. And he was born on this day in New York City, 1964. Daughter of television director Gail Harvey, Katie Boland made her debut at the age of 10, amassing credits in the films The Life Before This, Mount Pleasant, and Adam Agoyan's Adoration, and on the shows The Zack Files and Terminal City. She had a role in Paul Tom Thomas Anderson's The Master and Gerontophilia by Bruce LaBruce, played Clarissa on eight episodes of Rain, and in 2020 was in the film The Bet and the show Private Eyes. She's missing a credit here, though, Marco. I know, she so most certainly is. <laughs> she was in a film with me, now called... Beast, the beast within. The it was beast called within. Hunter's Moon when you both shot it. Yeah. Uh, you are one of the leading roles in that film. She yeah. has a smaller uh, role in that film, uh, and she looks uh, so much like uh, a young version of casting director Shasta Lutz that I—that's all I can see now. Oh, really? With her. Yeah. She's—I can tell you this. She's wonderful. She's great, and I wish her a happy birthday. She's a she's a fun time, right? Oh, she's fun and she's <laughs> smart and she's just she's just very a, ambitious. Yeah, and yeah. someone you want on set for sure. She was born on this day in Toronto in 1988. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody I've I worked with. Uh, I don't know if work could count, but I I performed with for a hot second. Gregory Hines is considered one of the most celebrated tap dancers of all time. He started more than 40 films. He also made his mark on Broadway during his lifetime. He was the recipient of many accolades, including a Daytime Emmy Award, a Drama Desk Award, and a Tony Award, as well as nominations for a Screen Actors Guild Award and four Primetime Emmy Awards. He made his film debut in Mel Brooks' History of the World, Part 1, but became a star with roles in The Cotton Club and the 1985 Taylor Hackford dance drama White Nights. Love it, love it, love it. Other films include Tap, A Rage in Harlem, Waiting to Exhale, and The Preacher's Wife. He starred on a season of Will and Grace, right? 
Knight as Will's boss and as Grace's boyfriend, remember? And yep. made his last appearance at the uh, on the series Lost at Home in 2003, the same year he died of liver cancer at the Ugh. age of 57. It's so upsetting. Uh, he had so much more to give. He was born on this day in New York City in 1946. And uh, yeah, he was um, doing a tour. And uh, part of his show was to call any tap dancers from the audience to come up and tap with him. Um, sort of like the first five or six that could kind of get past security and make their way on stage. Although I don't think security knew that he was going to do that. Um, and that was in uh, Orono, Maine. And I lived, uh, as I've mentioned before, I, I did a lot of my growing up on the border between Maine and New Brunswick. So anyway, we'd go down, we'd cross the border pretty much every week and... Um, and, and go see shows if there were any. And, and there's a university there, so that's why. Anyway, and uh, I was the first one up on stage. As soon as I heard, he hadn't even finished the sentence, and I was out of my seat, up on stage. And I he said, we're going to do any, any tap step you want, your favorite tap step. And I picked the most complicated one I knew, which is a triple traveling time step. And the most complicated one I knew that I could do. Right. And... Uh, and he looked at me, kind of made a joke out of it, like he had never heard of it, and it seemed like a lot. I did it, and he went, oh, I got it, of course, because he's a genius, was a genius, and uh, he did it with me. Oh, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. so, so It was a great so, memory, yeah. and uh, uh, I was so excited and proud and thrilled that I got to dance with Gregory Hines. Oh, wow. Yeah. Another great memory. Do you remember Wesson Oil? Yeah. You remember Wesson Oil? Yeah. Then maybe you'll remember our next celebrant. Ooh. Yet another graduate of the a ADA, ADA. Yeah, ADA uh, program. Florence Henderson began mm. her, her career in theater tour, touring with productions of Oklahoma and South Pacific and debuting on Broadway in Wish You Were Here in 1962. Moving into television in the late 60s, she landed the role for which she will always be best known as Carol Brady on the eternally loved sitcom The Brady Bunch, which made her one of TV history's best-loved mothers. In the 80s and 90s, she made appearances on Murder, She Wrote, Dave's World, and Caroline in the City, had roles in the films Holy Man, Dickie Roberts' former child star, and The Christmas Bunny, and even made a cameo in the 1995 Brady Bunch movie starring Shelley Long as Carol. Her last appearance was in the comedy Bad Grandmas in 2017, released a year after her death at the age of 82. She was born on this day in Dale, Indiana in 1934, and of course she was also a spokesperson uh, for television oh. commercials for Western Oil. Western Oil, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Well, Alan Parker worked in advertising, I'm sure, for oil and a lot of other things, per before pursuing his career as a filmmaker, making his feature debut in the 1976 musical comedy Bugsy Malone, starring children as gangsters. He, store he scored a hit with Midnight Express in 1978, earning an Oscar nomination for Best Director, followed by the mega-hit musical Fame. It's coming up, so I guess he hired Meg Tilly. Oh, wow. Um, in 1980, and the drama shoot the moon in 1982 he was nominated for another oscar for mississippi burning and in the 90s made the commitments and brought the broadway musical back to the big screen with evita which won a golden globe for best picture he followed it with the adaptation of angela's ashes probably my favorite film he's made and made e even over evita yes and made his last film the life of david gale in 2003 he died this past july at the age of 76 um so that was in uh, 2020 and he was born on this day in london in 19 Amanda, there's a large sprinkling of Canadian talent born today. Mm. For James Bond fans, there are few performers we love more than Lois Maxwell, the actress who played Miss Moneypenny from the first Bond film, 
Dr. No all the way until A View to a Kill in 1985. To me, she was the best. Uh, she began her career in Canadian children's radio before going to England and studying at RADA beginning to work on the British stage and making her way into films. She had notable pre-Bond roles in Time Without Pity and Lolita, later appearing in the series Adventures in Rainbow County, and made her last appearance in The Fourth Angel in 2001. She died six years later at the age of 80. She was born on this day in Kitchener, Ontario in 1927. Well, Jack Benny was an American entertainer who evolved from a modest success playing violin on the vaudeville circuit to a highly popular comedic career in radio, television, and film. He was best known for his comic timing and the ability to cause laughter with a pregnant pause or a single expression, such as his signature exasperated will. He, uh, his radio and television shows were a major influence on the development of the sitcom as an art form, most of them revolving around his adventures with his comedic crew that included his butler, Rochester, his girlfriend, Mary, played by real-life wife, Sadie, and his friends, Dennis and Don. He also starred in the films The Big Broadcast of 1937, To Be or Not to Be, and George Washington Slept Here, and ended his career as the frequent guest on Laughing. He won two Emmy Awards and a Golden Globe for Special Achievement in Television. He died in 1974 at the age of 80, and he was born on this day in Chicago in 1894. Yeah, if you watch a lot of cartoons that were filmed back in the 50s and 60s, mm -hmm. Bugs Bunny and whatnot, they'll always have like a Jack Benny type yeah. uh, cameo or totally. person. And kids today are like, what are they, what <laughs> right. is this even referencing? Anyways, on to our last celebrant, Amanda. He was born Raymond Joseph Teller, but since pairing up with his illusionist partner, Penn Jillette, he is known only by his last name. Best known as a member of the act who doesn't speak, Teller is a fellow of the Cat Institute, which features prominently in Penn and Teller's Showtime series, Bullshit. Other shows the two have created include The Unpleasant World of Penn and Teller and Penn and Teller Fool Us, and they have, made, and they have published five books. Teller directed the documentary Tim Viermeers and has been nominated for a total of 10 Emmy Awards. I'm just going to jump in and call it Tim's Vermeer, Vermeer being the artist. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, the Dutch artist. Oh, the Dutch I'm Dutch assuming artist. that's what it's... Yeah, in, anyways. Yeah. Uh, he was born on this day in Philadelphia in 1948, Amanda, and uh, I would love to see a show of theirs in Vegas or wherever they yeah. perform. They're always at the Rio in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. I, I love how much Canadian talent we have. Meg Tilly... Katie Boland, Enrico um, Colantoni, yeah. and um, Miss Moneypenny from the James Bond films. Yes. Um, I feel like there was one more here. No? Well, anyway, a lot of wonderful Canadian talent, a lot of wonderful uh, talent in general. Uh, our, our friend Mar Marilla Wex is best friends with Simon Pegg. So oh, that's that right. They're very counts. good friends. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and Freddie Highmore, who's been spending a lot of his time up here in Canada, too. We, we really just wanted to... Uh, to celebrate um, Valentine's Day, in, whether you're in Canada or somewhere else. Enjoy, have some cinnamon hearts, and we'll see you tomorrow on More Born on This Day. What did you get for Valentine's Day, Marco? I got some fun things, chocolates and cologne things and uh, a migraine headband. <laughs> I got a heart-shaped Le Crusade casserole dish. So there you go. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful day. Give somebody close to you a hug if you can, even if it's your cat. Love you.